0: are recording we are live (laughs) hello everyone and welcome to bongs and brunch i have a special guest with me today a lovely neighbor of mine why don't you introduce yourself
1: hi hello my name is gus and i feel like i am in a place where most of the straight men i know would love to be in I'm currently sitting on Kim's bed, Ooh. having a sip of, like, a good Jack Daniels, Cheers. and thanks for having me, girl.
0: Thanks for coming. I'm so excited. So well, we're going to get down and dirty today.
1: Ooh. <laughs> it, it sounds like my everyday.
0: Mm. <laughs> sounds like you have a good life.
1: Um, no complaints. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm good. you doing thanks. well. Yeah. doing well. <laughs> yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where's your accent from?
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm originally from Brazil. So bad English is part of the charm.
0: (laughs) Amongst (laughs) many other things.
1: Uh, Yeah. Like big dick, huge ass, (laughs) all together. Um, And yeah. No, I'm joking. It's not that big.
0: I've actually seen it. And it's not small.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't seen any action, though. That's true. I can show you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm in your bed, so. It's true. It's Mm -hmm. true. (laughs) Explore my bisexuality. Oh, okay. Just so you know, guys uh, and girls, like, whoever is listening, what gender you identify yourself in. I'm queer. I'm gay. I love dick. as Kim does. Oh. Yes I do. <laughs> yes I do. I think that's why she invited me. Oh yeah, I have this fag who loves dick. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I am allowed to use this word.
0: You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, I think it it's a good switch up of personalities, let's say. Yeah. And different perspectives. I think it's really cool to get a male perspective on things, especially a gay man, to mm-hmm. open up about certain issues that you know, straight people have in relationships as well and to see how they compare or how different men and women really do think.
1: Yeah, I listen to your podcast. I listen to all your episodes. And I'm just so happy that we have empowered women talking about dick. Yes! And just so you know, like Kim now has like a beautiful eye makeup all (laughs) full of glitter. And that's only a gay guy would, you know, identify right away. (laughs) She has amazing boobs, but... Yeah, you've seen those the point. Too. <laughs> I've seen it. And that but that's besides the point. Her eye makeup is flawless.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's funny because the first time I met you, we went to Rec Beach. So she's like, Hi, nice to meet you. We're gonna get naked now.
1: <laughs> and what I liked about you is that you, you weren't afraid of getting naked with us. Like just get naked, it's a nudist beach.
0: And, that's you know, weird. I think that was my first time at a beach as an adult, and I truly felt like that was, like, the moment where I felt like, you know what? I am comfortable in this situation. I am mm-hmm. comfortable in my body. I'm comfortable naked. And I think that's what, like, actually pushed me to be like, you know what? I'm going to start this OnlyFans because I am comfortable doing this. I don't... Ooh. Yeah, because, I don't know. I never like Did you feel, of...
1: like, sexualized when you were naked at the beach? Like, all your people at the beach were sexualizing you for the fact you were naked?
0: Well. No, because we were sitting in the gay section.
1: No. Well, which wasn't that gay, but yeah, it's considered... So just so you know, guys, uh, Rec Beach is another beach in Vancouver. And uh, there's like a section that is far on the left where the gay community usually get together. But it's not like the gay section. The gay section is way farther. Actually, it's I like, did hear that. It's way further. <laughs> it's way further. It's and I...
0: Not yeah. walking over there. <laughs>
1: I've been caught, got caught by, you know, park rangers literally sucking dick with my <laughs> face covered in jizz. And she was like, hello, sir. And I looked at her with my face covered in jizz and said, like, well, hi.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah,
1: don't, yeah, don't go there. I leave for any if you, like, really want to see some good.
0: I, <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to see some good <laughs> fun, but no, I definitely didn't feel sexualized. And even like, I w- I went to rec a couple times and like didn't always sit in that section. And like, I've never felt that way. There's there's naked people everywhere, so like, it's not like you're standing out. You know what I mean? Like, sure, people catch a glance, like a glimpse, but they're not like staring you down and making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that's like a, a known rule to like not look for too long. You know what I mean? At a certain person, unless you're like, hey, I, I want to fuck. <laughs>
1: When I was moving to Canada, rec, the fact that Vancouver has rack was one of the reasons I wanted to come. Because I wanted to have this experience of like being, I've, like, I've always loved to be naked at my house. I didn't have any issues, like I am very comfortable with my body. never had any complaints about that either. So I went to the rack beach, like expecting to be a little bit more sexualized, to be very, very honest with you. And I was surprised that was the total opposite of it. It's such a
0: comfortable setting. Yes. It
1: was so nice to be able to be free.
0: Yeah. Wow, that was the first thing I said to you. And I'm like, I feel free. But do they not have nude beaches in Brazil?
1: They do. Yeah? Some. But coming from an uh, over-sexualized culture, <laughs> you know, this beach in Brazil, it's not like one easy thing for you to do.
0: That's fair. I, I could see that. <laughs> I could definitely see that.
1: I've never been, though. No? Surprisingly, I've never been to nude
0: here, mm-hmm. oh. oh Canada. So, how long have you been here now? Three, three years, three years. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, and you found the love of your life not long after getting here, then after
1: sucking Manatex in this town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I found um, someone that I'm oh I, yeah. oh, I
0: love that
2: guy.
0: I love that guy too. <laughs> I love you guys together. I love that you live in the building now. I'm just so excited. Yeah, I'm
1: so happy to have you. Here
0: so exciting I'm really happy to be in Vancouver I feel like honestly your boyfriend changed my life as well like he got us it's this good apartment. Now, eh? <laughs> he got us this apartment he got me a job you know like even like the whole OnlyFans thing like I started off with a manager that I connected with because of him okay so and that was like what pushed me into going into it in the first place and just like that, that man really saved my life since I got here. Aww. So shout out to you, Chet. Thank you.
1: Yeah, babe. I'll be sucking your dick later. <laughs> Ken told me to do so.
0: Yeah, he deserves it.
1: <laughs> I'll do it. No problem.
0: <laughs> as long as you get it back after. You deserve it too. <laughs> little 69 action. <laughs> uh So we should start talking about relationships since we're kind of on the topic of you and your boyfriend anyways. Let's
1: dive into you. Oh, relationship. relationship. things from the heart.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes, I guess. Um, so, in the gay community, do you, do you struggle with emotionally unavailable men, like us straight women? I say straight. I'm definitely not straight. But, like, us women who like dick, do you struggle with that? Because I find women are constantly complaining about emotionally unavailable men.
1: It's funny because this is something that we can still find in our community as well. Like, you you ended up having sex more than like three times with the same person that you meet over an app, and when you start like trying to hang out with this person and try to be a little bit more vulnerable and show a little bit of like your intention towards it, it you got shut down yeah. and ghosted, and that happened with me a couple of times, especially because like. I'm from a culture where people are very, you know, like emotional and passionate about things. So I can come across like, I, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, like uh, more kind of like behavior. But every time I was like just being myself and being vulnerable and like hugging and <laughs> cuddling and wanting to do that stuff. I was pushing so much, many boundaries on those men that they were, I could see that they were emotionally unavailable at this time because they shut me down told me to put my clothes back and leave the house.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Men are are men more ruthless with each other in that sense cuz like I know that like typically a man who is in the hookup culture was like always jokes about how like after we fuck the girl's got to leave. Like are men more aggressive in that sense that like after you fuck if they want you to leave they'll be like yo dude it's time to go.
1: Well, usually when I'm traveling, which means when I'm going to the person's house, as soon as I'm done, I'm packing up my shoes. You're leaving anyways? Yeah. Like, I came here to do one thing. Yeah. I have one thing in mind. And if you're nice and I see, like, you could be funny and crack like a couple jokes, I might give you a second chance and stay a little longer, (laughs) but I'm not here for the small talk. I'm here for the day.
2: Let's to yeah. We
1: came here with one objective, and I'm very goal-oriented.
0: There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that.
1: That's how you get shit done. Yeah. Set like your goals. When I'm hosting, and I have, like, eyes over, and, you know, like, it's not on me to say, like, just, like, yeah, get dressed. and leave. I've never done that. But, you know, like, mm, oh, yeah, I have a fake meeting with a friend in, like, 20 minutes, so I have to get going. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And how about you? Like,
0: I mean, I feel like for me, in my experience, men are either too emotional or not emotional enough. And I've never really found, like, a good balance.
1: It's like 8 or 80.
0: Yeah, they either, like, care way too much or they don't care enough. And...
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, but, like, clearly I'm not straight. So... (laughs) (laughs) What it is to be some, to have, like, a straight man that is, like, overly emotional, to you. what does that mean?
2: That's a good question. Um, I think,
0: I don't know. For I me, got her.
2: She's, she's You getting. did, you did, you <laughs> did
0: get me. I'm just thinking, but, like, I feel like men who, like, are quick to rush into a relationship is, like, because they have these emotions. You know what I mean? Like, instead of, like, taking time to, like, get to know one another, they're just like, hey, I want to be with you, and, like, they throw all these things out at you, and then they show that they're upset if, like, one time you can't hang out, or, you know what I mean? Like, they're just kind of, like, overly pushy on a situation when it's like, yo, we don't actually know each other that well yet. Like, maybe I'm taking, emotion like, emotionally unavailable and clingy too much. Like, maybe I'm comparing those two things, because you can be emotional and not be clingy, I think maybe I'm talking about cleaning men.
1: This is a therapy group right now, you guys. <laughs> Kansas is discovering kind of things that she, you know, vocalizes. <laughs> I'm happy to be part of this.
0: I also noticed, and I was talking to my girlfriend today, I'm like, I like tend to like have these self-relevations when I'm speaking and I'll like ask a question, but then I'll answer it. And it's like, all it takes is me saying it out loud for me to be able to answer my own questions
1: my own self-therapy. you fucking have a podcast. <laughs> You're doing therapy with, like, a bunch of people. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is group therapy right now.
0: Group therapy.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, let's go back to it. So, um, you think that a guy that is always asking, like, for example, every fucking day, like, when are you available? When are we going to hang out again? It's not coming, like, organically from both sides, yes. just from
0: his side. Yes. Okay. Or, like, Specifically, if you meet someone like once and they're like, "Oh, well, where do you think this is going? Like, whoa, how could you ask that right now? We don't we don't know. OK, we don't know. I don't know anything about you. And like it takes time when you meet someone Like from meeting someone. They're perfect. But then it takes time before you start seeing their true colors. You know what I mean? So it's hard to be like, hey, I am so in love with you. I want something within the first three months of anything happening because you don't actually know each other. Even within three months, you don't know each other. And I mean, I guess it depends how fast the relationship moves. Some people spend every day together for three months and then some people see each other three times in three months.
1: But it's
0: still not long enough for you to be able to be comfortable enough to be yourself.
1: So see, guys, this is why I'm gay.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing. Sorry, I go straight to the deck as I leave, you know. Okay, like jokes apart, I um I can relate to that at some level because there's a lot of like lack of communication when it comes to like getting to know someone new. You like always so protected because you have like your background of being heard by men. (laughs) Yeah. As we all do and we come prepared, we like have all our guards up. So it's really hard for you to get to that level of openness and you know uh, vulnerability.
0: So what's, what's a good time to start being vulnerable with someone?
1: Only oh, you will tell.
0: That's true. I guess it depends on the situation. It depends on the
1: situation and, and if the person is willing to be vulnerable too because I'm not going to be vulnerable if she isn't, you know? But that's my, the
0: thing about vulnerability is it creates a fucking head game because it's like, oh, well, this person's not being vulnerable, so I'm going to not be vulnerable back. And then it's like this game of who cares less.
1: T- like, I'm, I'm going to shift a little bit with that. Um, okay. My relationship with my current partner, we started off, like, right out of the bat, being vulnerable (laughs) with each other, which was very interesting. Like, uh, we started, like, having small talk and conversation, like, sharing memes, he used to send me memes all the, every fucking day, like, and start like, laughing around it. And then he invited me for a walk. Then we went for a walk. And then in this walk, he was vulnerable. He told me a lot about himself as well. It wasn't a, a actual date, it was just like we were just hanging out for a little bit and yeah. get to know more. I was clearly interested because this a handsome tall white so dude.
0: Good looking dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my kind of man. The, the, the <laughs> I gotta say the quality. And then <laughs> I love it. Uh yeah. And then uh I even lost my frame. thought. And I'm not high yet. Um, so yeah, so like, and we were vulnerable out of the bat, so that made me feel comfortable on pushing and getting to, to know him more. When do you feel comfortable being vulnerable?
0: I think it depends. I mean, I've seen myself in situations, like my last partner, for example, I met him three times before we moved in together.
1: Wait, not wait, wait. Yeah. Girl, like, I'm going to sit down.
0: <laughs> well, this is how it happened. So we met abroad. We met traveling. And it was my last week traveling, and we had spent three full days together as, like, a group of, like, at a work party. Nothing happened. Like, nothing ever happened. And then when I came back to Canada, he was supposed to go to Australia. And we're like, oh, like, it'd be cool if we could see each other again. And as he was going to Australia, they decided to ban him. Which should have been the first red flag for me (laughs) when he got banned from a country. But no. (laughs) And I was like, well... What are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know, but I have 24 hours to leave Thailand or I'll be arrested and I can't go to Australia and I don't want to go home. And I was like, come to Canada. <laughs> I'll take care of you. And he's like, I don't have a visa yet. And I'm like, it's okay. I've got a job. I've got money. I've got like, I've got my life. My life's in a good place. Like, I can, I can handle it. So this motherfucker got on a plane, and flew to Canada and lived with me after we had spent three days together. That's it.
1: And I thought I was crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, was was the dick that good? Because there has to be an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that I got you in a corner. First one, Gus one, Kim zero.
0: He's gorgeous, though. You saw him. You met him. Like, he's fucking gorgeous. I would
1: climb him. was a fucking tree. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean... That man is fine. Oh fuck,
0: he's so hot. Uh, Sorry, God if bless. He is he listening to this?
1: I hope. It, I hope not. <laughs> but if you do, call me. <laughs> Here.
0: Very attractive man. I have to say, <laughs> was a weakness for sure. But uh, you, you can't date someone just because they're hot. There's, it is, there's got to be more to it. And he was like the most attractive man I've ever dated, and I will tell you that I don't ever want to date an attractive man like that again. It made me feel so insecure, like very insecure. Like, I wasn't good enough, and I'm like, I don't like that.
1: I'm gonna jump into a topic that is very fragile for men right now, which means like my experience with very attractive men, and in that, I'm gonna say, current relationship, I find like this was is one of the most attractive men I've ever dated in my entire life. And our first sexy time, I couldn't get hard. Couldn't. I was so anxious. Like this guy is too much for me. I was so in my head that I couldn't get hard. So I was like completely like shaking, nervous, anxious. I had a mental breakdown.
0: So like that's actually a thing that happens to men. Mm -hmm. See, I think women don't know that like men get nervous and stuff like that. Cause like that's happened to me before and it's like well what am i doing wrong like i always internalize it and being like i think it's you i think it's me i think it's me
1: most of the time it's the men's anxiety because there is a a lot of this gender like i see myself like i'm i'm consider i consider myself as a top which means i put my dick inside butts. yeah i don't know what the level people understand about the gay culture (laughs) i mean i learned a
0: lot about tops and bottoms after moving here, I didn't know very much about <laughs> it until I moved to Vancouver. So. Yeah,
1: there is like this spectrum too. Like, you can be uh, a first guy, but like, yeah, I'm mostly a top. So, there is this spectrum. Like, the top guy needs to be the aggressive, dominant, you know, like you always have to be hard. And if I correlate with gay porn, which is very like, you know, you have those roles very straight or into the gay, like the gay porn scene. So, there is this expectation that I build within myself, like, every time I'm going to have, like, a sexy time with a dude that I'm attracted to, and if he's really hot, I get nervous because I get in my head. Am I going to be good? Is my dick big enough? Am I going to be able to make him have a good time? Because it's not just, like, stick your dick in and out and that's it. No, you've got to make that bottom mix fun, you know? Like, yeah. Give him a good time. Yeah. Pick- he spent like hours cleaning himself for you. Yeah. Like not eating the entire day. And you're gonna go there and do a bad job? Like no.
0: <laughs> at least gay men are considerate. Straight men not so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try I try my best to be considerate because like i have been on the other side too. Like I had to clean myself and I'm like this is hard, dude. Like do That's it's not a fun thing, like at least for me. I'm not a fan of
0: it. No the process um, for and, sure. Yeah.
1: Like sometimes I can see like for example my partners having to like not have lunch or eat old meal the entire day. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Just to make sure that they are like perfectly clean and squeaky for you to put in. Wow. But, yeah. There is a lot of work. Like that's yeah. what I, I, I tell to all my gay friends if you're gonna fuck a bottom and you tell them that you're gonna fuck him. Go and fucking fuck them. Don't ghost them. Because you don't know what it took for them to get prepared for getting your dick.
0: It's true. Now, speaking about anal and bottoms, is there, a like, is, can there be a dick that's too big? Have you, like, seen a dick before and been like, there's no fucking way? Oh, many. Yeah? My
1: favorites are usually the ones I would never put inside of me. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Okay, but, but that doesn't mean I would. I wouldn't suck it. Like, oh, it's not stuck in my ass. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. Know? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing as well. Because like sometimes I like look at someone and be like, "No, no fucking way! way.
1: Yeah, it's no beautiful. way." Beautiful. We can. have like fun with some other stuff. But, but, no,
0: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm
1: good. I don't know. Like it depends. That there are bottoms that I know that they figure the better for them don't fail
0: Can it's like tearing a thing that's a thing right like mm-hmm. you can be torn open you're like ripped see i don't know if that's worth it for me well
1: again it's, it all depends on how it's done like even if you have like a tiny dick if you go wrong in a hole you're gonna cause a lot of pain it's not about size it's not about the boat it's about the motion of the ocean true you know you got to know what you're rocking with. Yeah. And listening, again, open fucking communication, even during sex. Like, have safe words, have whatever you need in order to communicate that shit is not working. Don't feel forced to have anything that is uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. And if it's hurting you to the point that it's unbearable, like, fucking please stop. Take the dude out. And if it forces you, there's a police report for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know...
0: There. I don't
1: know. Have you ever found like anything that is like too big that you say like Oh no! I'm out! Yes. Yeah. And how did he act when you said that?
0: Okay, so well there's a man that I know and like I've never slept with him, I have zero interest in sleeping with him But this guy's got a 10-inch dick Have you seen the size of me?
2: Girl, she,
1: she is... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I cannot take a 10-inch dick. And I tell him all the time, and I'm like, yo, man, there's, there's no, like, I'm not even into it, but, like, he jokes about it, and I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way your dick scares me. Like, I would never. I would never, ever. And then he was like, you know you say that, but it's always the tiny ones you can take the beating.
1: Girl. <laughs>
2: like,
0: Girl. I need.
1: <laughs> well, most of the bass bottoms I've ever felt they were, like, tiniest spots yeah yeah and they can take dick like pros. but again <laughs> the anal cavity could be way bigger yeah, <laughs> yeah. would you even try like just acid? I don't know how, how would you work out because it's not like if the guy is fine he's emotionally available and has a 10-inch dick or would you say like fucking no nah,
0: no I'd try it
1: out True. I tried out. I mean, you gotta make it work. Like you have to find it. Like I have, I have, I I have had like different relationship with many men sexually speaking, (laughs) and the ones that I really want to make it work, we found a way to you know Mm -hmm. take pleasure out of what we have. I was in an abusive relationship once where um, a guy tried to you know fuck me. And I wasn't very comfortable in bottoming at the time. But he made me feel that if I don't bottom for him, I would lose him. He would leave me. And I wasn't man enough to be with him. That was like such a bad moment that I was forcing myself to bottom. Even not wanting, just because I was afraid of losing him. That kind of broke me to many levels. But on the other side, it taught me how to, you know, like communicate and figure out other ways to have pleasure. Yeah and you know to have fun in a relationship so that's my advice when it comes to that like even if it's too bigger and you can take it you can find a way <laughs> if there's a will
0: there's a way <laughs> i love it
1: that's good it.
0: it is right
1: this is a therapy group for me too <laughs> not only for Kim.
0: i mean and the jacks help in a little bit you oh, know <laughs> yeah All the worries just slip away. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I've definitely been, like, terrified about... I've turned down men because of the size of their dick. But I'm also, like, 95 pounds soaking wet. I'm tiny. I'm literally tiny. Like, I... Girl, she's
1: tiny. Guys, (laughs) Guys, if you've never seen her, Kim, like, in real life, this girl is small. (laughs) I feel like if I tried to fuck her, I would break her in three.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's how I like to be fucked, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you all taking notes? You should. (laughs)
0: not gonna sleep with 90% of my listeners
1: you're gonna edit this out
0: (laughs) no definitely not definitely not but I've said it on an episode before and I stick by this just because I am a sex advocate does not mean that I will put your dick in my mouth
1: but I will (laughs) yes Leave comments below. Yes, (laughs) I want you to suck me and I'll I'll happily attend to my duties. (laughs) Dr. Bonnie said I'm an essential service. I'm open for business.
0: Yes! Hey, I had an essential (laughs) service in America not long ago.
1: Girl, you were doing such a fucking good job. So tell me more about your OnlyFans experience. How it is to project your sexuality out there
0: i think i'm trying to be careful with it still there are certain things that i'm not willing to post on there and i've had people get upset with me because of it like i'm totally okay with like some some tits and some ass but like when it comes to the vision i don't know i'm not really comfortable like spread eagling it and being like here you go what the fuck
1: this is your account what the other people has to do with it exactly you know, if you're gonna show whatever you feel comfortable with it, get off while you have to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And it's good enough from what I've seen. Like if I was straight, that would totally fuck
0: you. And that's
1: the best compliment a gay guy could give to all of them. Yes, I
0: love that. <laughs> oh my ego.
1: See <laughs> guys see girls, you should have a gay gay best friend.
0: Oh uh, all of my best girlfriends here are gays and it's fantastic. But OnlyFans has been good to me, honestly, and I will be honest. And it's kind of I don't know if it's weird or funny. But 90% of my following are people I've already fucked. So they're paying for my nudes, even though they've already fucked me.
1: Am I doing this all wrong? <laughs> this whole
0: time?
1: I could be making money out of that. I'm doing it for free. I'm dumb.
0: You're doing it for free? Oh, well, I mean, we all do it. We all do it for free. We all do it for free. I'm dumb. That's why I thought about it. I'm like, I'm already doing this shit. Like, why not? But it is kind of weird to like... You know, for example, I have this, like, message that I send out when people subscribe, and I'm like, oh, like, so happy to, like, get to know you. And then someone responded, well, we already know each other.
2: And I'm like,
0: sexy and mysterious. Who are you? Like, maybe you're one of my high school teachers. Who knows? Oh, my God. (laughs) I've actually seen (laughs) that happen. I've seen girls on on OnlyFans that are like, holy shit, my high school teacher is following me.
1: That's awkward. Right? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. But right? I, well, you're making it available if he's paying.
0: Also, I have one fan that I want to just talk about for a moment because I've never experienced anything like this before and I don't know the name for it, but he's very into like the, the fantasy of being treated like shit for his money. Like a cash pig.
2: Oh, fuck. Yeah.
0: This guy was like, I will send you money if you send me a photo of you giving me the finger. like A selfie with you giving me the finger. I'm like, I'm not even naked in this. And half the time I'm like, he's like, can you send me feet pictures? And I was like, do you want something else? Like, I can, I can arrange something else for you. And he's like, I'm not good enough for that. I worship the ground that you walk on. And I'm like, I've never played this role before, but I'm down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. I, yeah. I've seen a lot of, like, men who are into that. There's a lot of that in our community, too.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Like, Good to know. Yeah. I had never come across that before. And yeah. I was like, like, I feel bad treating them like shit. I'm like, I don't want to treat like you like shit. like be shit. called
1: the F word and, like, be treated like shit. Like, I am a fit, submissive man. I really like worshipping men's feet. I like a man, like, stepping on my face, tapping on my body. Really? And, like, yeah, like, I'm treating you like a, a piece of garbage. I mean, I- Bit liquor,
0: sucker, come guzzling. I like that bit. too. I like that too, but I don't like feet. I wouldn't be okay. Like I actually have like a, a terrifying <laughs> fear of feet.
1: Have you ever had like whole up?
0: Yes, yeah. it feels yeah. good.
1: That's <laughs> feels... what I'm talking about.
0: Like, <laughs> it feels good, but there's just something about feet that like I just can't get, I can't get behind it. And like I don't think I have nice feet, but like for this man to be like, you have, I, I worship the ground that you walk on, and it's like. Well
1: because it's not about how it looks. For me, for example, the feed is what stands you for your entire day. It literally supports you. It's what you step on. Like there is this concept of like this is your literally your contact with the ground. So this is standing you up. So if you're standing on me and I'm worshipping the feed that you step in, that is the most submissive feeling I've ever felt. And that's how I'm attracted to you. It's not like how you feel looks like like, you're on your feet. I'm like, this is not attractive for me. It's a very nice treated feed and you know how to use it me on that submissive level. Like, no, you're under my feet. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently opening my legs slowly, getting a little bit. Sorry.
0: I know my video recording stopped. I ran out of space on my phone.
1: <laughs> Good. You don't have to see this ugly scene. But I'm it's on things that really. like. You could be Web right now.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so interesting though. Like, mm-hmm. I mean I'm totally down for being degraded. Like, come slut. I actually I didn't want to talk about this on the podcast because it's a little bit aggressive, but I think I'm gonna t- just gonna do it. But like one of my biggest fantasies is to specifically someone that I love, like a man that I love fucking another woman and cream pieing her. But then making me eat it. And I've, I've always been so scared thing. to like actually admit that to the public, but you know what? I don't give a fuck right now. I don't care. And it might be the Jack Daniels. A, <laughs>
1: that's why it's my man. It's it's a fantasy. And I've done that many times and like really? I told you. Yes. I love when I, I sometimes I send my boyfriend out to get fucked by other dudes and bring their load to me so I can eat it out of his dad.
0: Oh my god. Wait, wouldn't you rather be there to watch it though?
1: it could if that happens it's okay but i don't require that like i treat my my relationship as i want him to be free and explore his sexuality in any levels and it depends if the other person wants me there too if it's comfortable or not yeah but i don't care and sometimes not being there it kind of puts in my head like what is he doing what trick is his pulling out of his you know under his leaves and doing with him and then he comes back home We'll have come young, dumb, we'll come. like <laughs> yeah. it's my favorite moment. Like, <laughs> yay, it's my turn now. Oh my god, that's so interesting. I
0: feel like I always have like that kind of weird fantasy too of like I just watching my partner fuck some other girl. Like, I just i don't know, but then it's like in my head, it's a great fantasy, but like, I don't know if it's because I've been in the wrong kind of relationships, but I feel like I've gotten possessive and like jealous or like I wouldn't be able to do it but it's like in my head I want to so bad I want to be in that place where I'm comfortable in a relationship to be like I want to watch you fuck this girl but I've never met someone that made me feel like I could be like that
1: uh, after I passed this you know breaking point of accepting that I turn into like basically I turn my jealousy into something that turns me on so drastically well, sometimes, like, I'm having threesomes with my partner, and one of my favorite things is to look into his eyes while he's like, I really fuck the hell out of him, and I look into his eyes, and I want him to look at me and tell me how good it is.
0: Oh!
1: That turns me on so right? fucking much. Like,
0: or even watching porn, like, watching, like, the, the man specifically fucking another woman, but then grabbing his girl's face and fucking watch this. What I mean, like up close and personal, and like shoves your face in it. Like, it's just hot.
1: Yeah. He does that, that with me too. Like, he wants me to fuck like all the dudes and like, kind of like, isn't he at the top? Like, isn't he like, does a good job? Like, he there is this, you know, like, this is my man, and I'm allowing you to fuck him. So he has his fun, but like, and this whole thing is going home with, after all of this is going home with me. Yeah. You know, that is kind of like the possessive side that I have a little bit. No, but I think
0: I think that's also one of like the main factors that makes it easier to be able to get into that situation is that you guys are so open and honest with each other. But at the end of the day, you know that like you guys are each other, no matter what it is in life you're going through, like that's your person, regardless of what you guys do sexually or what your arrangements are like. Like, I, I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like, at the end of the day, this is your, your person.
1: Because I allow him to explore his sexuality and he allows me to do the same. I encourage him to explore it. I think it's beautiful. I don't ever think that a sexuality should be, you know, like blocked in someone. I agree. If he has a desire and he wants to explore it, I want to be that person that brings him the confidence to do so. Yeah. So he can tell me and share with me instead of like going on his own. And discovering and getting fucked because like there's a lot of shit in our community as well like you we go out to someone's house in an app you could potentially be someone that has all the bad intentions yeah so at least i know where he's going yeah at least i know what he's doing and if it doesn't text me in the next like 30 minutes because i've never seen he done more than that with a man any more than 30 minutes with him <laughs> So, if he doesn't text me in the next 30 minutes, like, I would be, you know, careful and, hey, I know his address. Yeah. I know what their guy is. It's so. actually
0: funny because I have kind of an arrangement with your man like that, too, or it's, like, if I'm going somewhere or if I'm going to meet a guy, I'm, like, here's where I'm going. And we have a safe word. So, if I ever text him the safe word, he knows to call the police. Yeah. And I'm like... Such a good arrangement.
1: Dude, you, you, you have to have that, especially nowadays. You People know. You are crazy. Know. You never know. It's true. You know, you can use a fake image on an app. And even though, like, the person seems really fine in line and then you get to the point.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> I don't want to talk about this. Can I change the subject? Let's yes, talk yes, about yes. anal again.
0: Okay. We can <laughs> go back to anal. We can go back to anal. I, I can't say that I'm still much of a fan of it, but I think it's because I haven't done it enough. That uh, doesn't hurt like a motherfucker. Like, does it get easier the more that you do it? Um,
1: I feel like it is. It's a muscle that you can, you know. Yeah. As any other muscle in your body can exercise and, you know, and make it easier to see <laughs> the thing. But I see, I, I like, doing anal It's more of, like, a mental state that you need to be prepared emotionally and physically to relax yourself in order to get the yeah. So there's a lot of like mental work that you need to put into it, and well, if you're, like it's not like with random. Yeah,
0: that's alcohol's alcohol score. Usually,
1: a I've very never not bond. had.
0: I've never not done anal drunk. I'll only do it drunk, because you actually naturally relax that way.
1: Hoppers. <laughs> I've also tried that,
0: but not for sex, ironically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are sure, girl? You got you very relaxed. Oh, I know. I'm very open. Ooh, gaping,
0: ooh. <laughs> gaping. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I that's feel nice like that's kind of terrifying, too. But I also feel like gay men go, like, that extra mile to make sure they're squeaky, whereas, like, women don't necessarily always know when anal's going to happen.
1: Well, like, first of all, if, you, if you're going down the Hershey Highway, you got to know what you're expecting. <laughs> you know, you've got to be prepared that my, you know, every now and then... <laughs> It's a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I like the only thing it's not to shame the person. you're Yeah. Like if that happens, it happens. Like you're literally, you're not fucking. <laughs> you know, a pussy. It's, yeah. It's a literally a shithole.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it can get messy, no matter how clean you think you are. Like, there are, like, many times that I thought I was, like, perfectly clean. I'm a Virgo. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> so like, I spent hours in the shower just to make sure that I shut my brains out before I got out. <laughs> and even though on that moment there was, like, a suction coming in and out, like, and there's, like, some action happening. Yeah?
0: That's never guaranteed. There's always a risk. <laughs> Only if you stop
1: eating for three days and live on ice.
0: <laughs> but but your community doesn't do that, right? Like that, no. like I mean, you guys are dedicated to the dick, but
1: like that's oh, well, you take supplements, you take you know, you take like vitamins and supplements that help you like be more, you know, recurrent Yeah, and of course you're gonna avoid corn. <laughs> you're gonna buy... avoid. <laughs> food that could get messy down there like Mexican food and stuff like that and you're like don't eat it before you get fucked (laughs) so you prepare yourself so that's what I feel like for example some of my friends before they go into Red Beach and they know they're gonna get like railed at the beach they usually have dinner in the morning wake up have like oatmeal and douche and that's what they have throughout their day they don't eat anything else because their mindset is on I'm gonna get the dick. Yeah. So they are more secure that there is gonna be fun. The first thing that they do after they go out of the beach, eat everything they see in front of them.
0: After you get fucked, it's a fucking buffet. (laughs) The gays are hungry now.
1: (laughs) It's like my boyfriend, every time we go to an orgy together, his. Mindset is like, he, we are going to the or to the dude's house where the orgy is happening, he, and he's talking to me like, Oh, I'm already thinking about the pizza. I'm getting right after this. Like, that is his mindset. He's excited for the, what is happening at the house, but he's more excited for the pizza that he's eating after because he has not eaten it. But that everyday. is so
0: him as a person, too. He loves his food, specifically his pizza.
1: And that's what I do. Like, I get him there, have him have all the sex that he has to do, get all the deck, fill come. And right after bringing him back home was like full of pizza. That's like, yeah. That makes Living me happy. dream. Like, yeah. Oh. Bring your meat to the barbecue, guys. It's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Yes. I need another drink. I know, me too. Should we should take it a break. Can
0: we pause this and then start it again? Yeah. I mean, regardless. Yes. It is now. <laughs>
1: I think we're back on. We're back
0: on. And we're going to smoke some weed about it. So
1: she will. I'm not. I get (laughs) down when I smoke weed and I can't (laughs) talk. English is my second language and it's already bad. So imagine after being high.
0: Your English is great. It really is great. But our friend here works in the cannabis industry, which is also another asset to this podcast, considering it's bongs and brunch, or this time bongs and jack.
1: (laughs) There's no brunch. There's alcohol.
0: Yes. Yes, there is. Um, But this weed that I'm about to smoke is called Pedro's Sweet Sativa. Mm -hmm. So while I smoke this, why don't you tell us what you do in the cannabis industry?
1: Yeah, so I work for actual a tech company that supports retailers and producers to connect and share like uh, product information that is not easily accessible through, you know, the government because um there's so much more into the product that is not out there easily accessible in a way that they can translate and share this with the retailers and the consumers as all well holding the that the provinces have on selling and reselling them. So yeah, so pretty much what we do is to make this process rewind and easy. So producers and retailers can share information about products, so retailers can make a better decision when they're, which batch should they be buying based on the information on the products that are available on those batches. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not about like, hey, I'm here, I'm a bud tender, no, like I'm working. To see, to help the big guys uh, give us more clear information of what we're buying.
0: I love that. And I mean, as a marijuana smoker, anyone would appreciate that kind of information yeah. as well, and the research that's being put into it. Yeah,
1: I know. Like, I, I, I smoke pot too, and I think I want to have access to what I'm consuming. And now that it's available out there and there's a lot of studies on it, I wanted to understand better what's the effect on me. And what is the difference between flowers? What is the terpenes and the THC, C B D level that could have like a different effect at on me? Because like I can get very anxious. So there's too. some type of sativas that doesn't go well with me. Me too. So that's why I love this one. This one is very soft sativa. It's not a very high level of THC, so we won't get you super high. It tastes but, lovely. Yeah, it's 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 the only sativa that I'm actually smoking during the day, like after I I'm all for Are it you me. an indica person? I am more of a yeah. See, of an I prefer the high hybrid. of the
0: indica, but I smoke too much weed throughout the day that I can't be smoking indica all day because I nap four times a
1: day if I do that. That's the point. Yeah, you have you have to just like. So too, for me, it's like if it's the weekend and I'm like being active during the day, like I have shit to do, like clean the house, chores, like whatever. Yeah, let's smoke something to even make it better.
0: Yeah. You no. Know? But there's definitely certain types of that make anxiety
1: go wild. I learned a couple things that, uh, depending on the situation that I'm in, the type of weed that I'm smoking could have a, a like an undesired effect. So, like if I'm coming out of work super stressful, it was like highly intense day of work that I had so many issues to deal with. If I smoke a sativa right away, I'm gonna get fucking hammered and spiraling over work stuff. Yeah, that's not a, what I. Supposed to be yeah so in cases like that and I still want to have the relaxing effect i go for cbd edibles oh so i still feel relaxed and calm and kind of puts me down without the effect of getting high you know what i mean yeah and that's what triggers my anxiety
0: see i like the high feeling but i also feel like my tolerance is so high because i smoke all day that like I, I usually sit there I'll smoke two bong hits at once just to like feel anything but even then I'm like I'm not even high like it's just
1: I could try concentrators
0: I just tried that I mm-hmm. have a little contraption right there cool. um, so yeah I've, I've tried those holy shit mm-hmm. yo that brought me back to high school that brought me <laughs> back to like the yeah. first days that I started smoking weed I could not even formulate words like I was so fucking high yeah. Oh my god, but they're
1: expensive. Uh, yeah, they're a little bit more expensive, but again, you get more out of it. So you don't I, I don't know, I, I feel like we should change our mindsets when it comes to consum- like consuming weed. This is not for everyone, this is for me, what I'm speaking, but that's how I'm changing my approach to you know, pot. Is there's weed for every moment. Yeah. There's a certain type of product. That, even now that I'm like more used to the difference between each product and what is you know the lab uh, reports on each different plant what i'm having is there is a specific weed for every moment that i'm going through but when i really want to get high maybe a concentrate would be the best option so i don't need to buy all my money on concentrate but have some in your house yeah for that moment that you know when you want to get really fucking stoned like that's where you go to but after a good long work, maybe an indica flower is all you need. Yeah. Or if you're really feeling anxious, don't smoke weed. Have CBD, which will relax you and get you prepared for, you know, proper joint. Yeah. Don't know.
0: No, that's true. It's actually funny that you say that because as someone who enjoys psychedelics, like myself, I've done a lot of research about it and about things. yeah. I have a little box right there of fun, fun things.
1: We're going to be partying another day and we'll let you know guys. <laughs> right, I'm going to be leaving the floor, by the way.
0: <laughs> but right there. So I have CBD oil right there and magnesium. Mm. And apparently, if you take those two things, like two hours before you take whatever it is that you're about to take, it ensures that you are in a better place kind of thing you're more calm right CBD
1: power guys
0: oh my god is amazing it's so amazing I live by CBD like yeah. pain anxiety any kind of even I feel like my blood pressure I have really low blood pressure and I feel like it's gotten better since I've started taking CBD I feel
1: yeah
0: there's just so many health benefits to it
1: I have a friend who has really joint pains like really bad joint pains Especially because he works out too much. And he's one of those people who, like, when they go to the gym, like, they really go for it. So he was, like, struggling about, like, what treatment and nothing was, like, working. And he was, like, waking up in the middle of the night, like, being pain on his joints, like, going crazy. And only CBD helped him out. So Like, it's a really good thing for you to try it out as an alternative to, you know, instead of going to other different drugs, try CBD a little bit of more a natural approach you could have like a high effect on you it helped with my anxiety and like I'm a Virgo I'm anal I'm in my head all the time my worst like enemy is my own head yeah so CBD has helped me calm down and you know put my shit together before Mm -hmm. I you know even like I went through a interview for this company and I took like a, a bite of a CBD edible I bought from a store like a couple days after. And, you know, it was one of the best interviews I've ever had. I feel like I was calm. I was like open and honest. Yeah. That made a difference.
0: That's amazing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now that we're on health benefits of it, though, obviously, like, weed is great in a lot of ways and it helps cure cancer cells and stuff like that. But I imagine that, like, smoking it, and especially the way that I do, has to have some sort of effect on the lungs. And then I also have the question of, are the concentrates harder on the lungs than flour?
1: We should look into that with more in depth. Like I am not an expert on the effects and the counter effects of like smoking with that for a long time. But I consider that as tobacco. Although in the long run, it affects your lungs. Yeah. So like trying other alternatives as the oils, as the edibles, could be a alternative to not affect as much as like your lungs in the long term. I believe that. Like, this personal guy is so like, again, No, I mean, I'm i not a specialist on that. but That's how I feel. Like, if I'm eating it, maybe I'm not damaging my lungs with smoke.
0: True. I definitely think eating it is a healthier way to go about it. The only thing about that, and when it comes to getting high, is that if you take an edible one day and you take the same amount of edible the next day, you don't get high. Your tolerance builds up that, a lot really? faster. Mm. It's the same thing with drugs. If you do mushrooms one day and then you try to do mushrooms the next day, you have to take, like, more the next day to be able to feel... Because your body gets immune, or not immune, but, like, builds up a tolerance quickly.
1: You were just saying about, like, smoking, that you need to smoke more in order to get to the same level that you works. Maybe this works for the, like, smoking weed, too. It's yeah. not how you take it. It's the amount of, you know... Moderation,
0: <laughs> if you can be moderate.
1: I, I think that's key for everything. My, I agree. My rule to any drug that you're trying to take in your life is, like, if you're coming down to the playground, fucking know how to play.
0: <laughs> I you agree. Know? I totally agree. I'm the same with drugs. Well... I say I smoke a lot of weed right now cuz I'm unemployed. When I go back to work next week or ne- the week after that whenever it is, like I don't smoke weed at work. I work 12, you know what our schedules are mm-hmm. like. We work 12-hour days. Like I don't smoke weed at work. And I like that better. Like I prefer to come home and be like, yeah, I'm going to smoke a bowl. I deserve it. And then I get fucking stoned. When I'm not at work, I wake up and I'm like, well anything I'm doing right now, I could do stoned. So I might mm-hmm. as well just get stoned. And there's nothing better than that wake and bake. But then oh, Right? <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world. But then you spend the rest of the day searching for that high that you're not receiving. Which is why I like going to work because then I come home and I'm like, it's like that wake and bake, although it's not the same as a wake and bake.
1: Yeah. I believe that there you have to find balance in everything in your
0: life. Yeah. Me too,
1: and yeah. I correlate recreational drugs such as weed, alcohol, um, it should be something that is after all your duties in the day.
0: Your priorities, your priorities.
1: Like if you're going to work, like of course I'm not gonna drink at work, but if I go on a work lunch, why not have a drink or two? That that happened. That happened before, and some people might think maybe I could smoke a joint on my smoke break. Yeah, if you're comfortable and you feel like you could be able still to deliver a good job after doing it, yeah, do it. It's not on me to say if you should or shouldn't, but I rather do recreational drugs after I'm done with everything.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't like to be stoned in public for the most part. Like, I don't like anxiety. You know, Ooh, what, I, you yeah, know what I'm girl, saying? I, like,
1: I know that. Especially yeah. for me, it's so hard for me to sometimes communicate in English. I have to translate most of the things that I say before I say it in my head. So, like, when I'm sober, it's easier for me to do that. Yeah. Even though it's not perfect all the time, but I do it. When I'm high, girl, like, I'm dumb. Like, I'm literally, <laughs> like drolling all over me, like I cannot form. Like even when Chad asks me like a bunch of questions, like my partner is sober. so sober for what? Four Four years years now. now. Congratulations,
0: Chad. That's so amazing. Four
1: years of him sober, and I'm clearly not. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really funny because he's trying to have like a conversation with me, and I'm answering him on my own pace, which is very lagged. Yeah. So it takes me ten minutes to answer him like one question, and I can see like him like getting. (laughs)
0: the funniest are his stories when he's like yeah babe's drinking again (laughs) i love it but he's so supportive of like for someone who struggled so much and like is sober it's so amazing that he's also so supportive of you being yourself and you not giving up these things just because he did you know what i mean and i think that's really really amazing i think it's
1: because i'm again i know how to play in the playground (laughs) I, I've never overextended myself. Like, I'm not those guys who are going to get like overly drunk that I'm going to throw up or everywhere or, you know, have fights, pick up fights on the street or being very obnoxious. Like, I'm obnoxious, sober. I'm Brazilian. <laughs> so I'm already a loud person. I, I love you, Brazilian. But I <laughs> but, love it.
2: Um, but
1: yeah, I, I, I just keep it calm. Like, I know how to use it. I know where my boundaries and my limits are. I, I feel like I'm not eager to anymore. I used to when I was younger, yeah, yeah. I like was a bad boy, but and now I, mean, I learned a couple things after, it's really so <now.
2: laughs>
0: we're older now, but yeah. no, I'm the same way, and like, even though I like to dabble in certain things, like, I will not play on school nights when I have to work the next day, like, I, I feel like I let my, I don't want to say substance abuse because I really don't think I abuse it, but I, I feel like I let it get in the way of one thing once recently. Yeah. I had a deadline and yeah. I partied and that fucked up my deadline and I had to stay awake for 36 hours because I fucked it up. And that was when I was like, okay, I need I'm to step back. too old for back. that shit. I need to step back and look at my priorities here because I let this affect something that I set for myself. And I beat myself up because of it. And I was like, you will never do that again. Like, never. Yeah. Because as soon as it, that's just how shit takes over your life. You need to be firm and have actual like boundaries within yourself as well. Yeah.
1: That was one of my concerns, like going back to the sex conversation a little bit, that was one of my concerns when I was in the group. Even being a highly sexual culture, and uh, you know like the sexuality in brazil is super open super honest we are very conservative we're very religious people so monogamy was like a thing for them and i've never been monogamous I, i cheated on all my boyfriends at like when i was in brazil to a point that i thought that this was affecting my life so i went through therapy if, oh. yeah like I, I went to therapy because I not want to tell answers like it, am I like am I know, slut like am I too slutty <laughs> I, I don't know is there any like disease for that I can you call it that way so I asked like I was talking to my therapist and she made me this question that changed my life like stuff like are you going to work are you stop doing other stuff because you want to have sex like, no like I do have my normal life I go out with my friends I have my family to go to work every day i don't stop my things but like if i find five minutes and I, there's a dick right there why not it's just I like stop. so you just like having sex you're not that there's no problem <laughs> there's there's yeah no, it's yeah. not getting
0: in the way of your life yeah
1: so that's for everything yeah, that applies for everything else if you're able to coordinate those things I mean, out to the fucking playground and know how to fucking know how to play. play and do be it. Able Don't destroy the playground, girl. That
0: And be able to look at yourself, even whenever you do fuck up, and be like, okay, that was a risky move. Let's reevaluate this and reevaluate what my values are and learn from that.
1: Especially now that my hangovers last for three days at least. Oh,
0: oh my God. <laughs> me, too.
1: I remember those days that I used to drink two bottles of vodka's and, like, the next day I would be fine.
0: Oh, me, too. But oh, he- I used to be able to party, and now I'm like... I need at least 36 hours of sleep to be able to come back from anything.
1: Chad and I sometimes we work at parties, like, as dancers, as go-go dancers, and, like, uh, he's sober, so he's fine. He's fine the next day. Like, I'm drinking. I'm doing my, like, little fun drugs here and there, like, having my fun. And, like, on the next day, he's, like, super fine, and I'm jealous because I'm in bad, not I'm able to move. i like feeling like shit. And all I want to think is about sex.
2: Oh, old because age
1: all about that. <laughs> so, oh, oh. Cheers to that.
2: Cheers
0: to that. <laughs> we do have to end this episode, unfortunately. We are going on an hour. I feel like I could talk to you for hours about this shit. I feel like you're definitely coming
1: back soon. I'm happy <laughs> to be one of your special guest girls.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, it's so convenient. you live <laughs> a few steps away, but now it's time for us to get high and Anyways, thank you so much for joining us this week. And thank you, guys for coming all the way downstairs to join <laughs> me for this. Thank
1: you, guys. And if you have any comments, please post below on your podcast, place, like whatever. Just leave us a cute message. Maybe we could read it here.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. And we'll Bye-bye. see you next week. <laughs>